Hello and welcome into another edition of Camp Notes on Word on the Street. I'm Tony Lombardi. Camp Notes are brought to you by Panacea Life Sciences. Discover the healing power of CBD products. Shop at PanaceaLife.com. That's P-A-N-A-C-E-A Life.com. Use code RSR at checkout and get a 30% discount. Panacea Life Sciences. CBD products that work. My favorites happen to be the cherry gummy CBD. So check those out at PanaceaLife.com. So on Tuesday, under blistering conditions, the Ravens' defense got the better of the offense. Not so much for anything that the defense did. It was more about what the Ravens' offense could not get going. Lamar Jackson was not sharp. Some of his passes sailed. Some were behind receivers. And there was another that was nearly a pick six, a pretty ill-advised pass. More on that in a moment. But during full team scrimmaging, Lamar lofted a deep pass towards the left sideline to Tylen Wallace. The ball fluttered, hung in the air, allowing the scrappy Demarion Pepe Williams to make a play on the ball, which he nearly intercepted. Later in practice, Lamar threw an out to Rashad Bateman, I believe. I was blocked a little bit on the sidelines by the players who were standing there, but it was towards the left sideline. The pass wasn't on time, and Kyle Fuller, a player who really has struggled this camp, nearly jumped the route for a pick six. There were some bright moments for Lamar, who continues to build a rapport with Bateman. Despite being blanketed by Marlon Humphrey, Marlon threw a back shoulder throw, and that's been a theme so far during training camp, these back shoulder throws with great success. They connected on a touchdown from 12 yards out, and then later on in the face of blitzing defensive backs, Lamar threw his best pass of the day, perhaps the best play of the day from the offense, down the left sideline to Bateman, who beat Fuller on the play for a 15-yard touchdown. Tyler Huntley's day went pretty much as all of his camp has gone, and that's rather poorly, save for a nicely placed ball to wide receiver Makai Polk, who was running an intermediate crosser from left to right. But overall, and generally speaking, Huntley seems to be looking for his first read, and when it's not there, he pulls it down and runs. The offense with him at the controls, for the most part, looks out of sync. I'm not sure if it's his poor play, bad reads by hot receivers, poorly run routes, bad line play, or all the above. But with number two behind center, the offense kind of takes a number two. Some other notes and observations from practice yesterday. Last summer, I, I made note of Mark Andrews running individual drills at times with the wide receivers, and that paid some dividends. This summer, I'm seeing more of the same, but this time around, tight end mate Isaiah Likely is right there with him. So that might be an indication of how the team views Likely's role in the offense this coming season. Tyree Phillips lined up at left tackle for a few reps. Bad mistake. He's just not a tackle. It wasn't pretty. He made Stephen Means look like Lawrence Taylor on one rep, easily sacking Huntley. Phillips should be playing guard. They should be developing him at guard and let him just stay there. I think he's got potential there, but we'll never really know because how he shows up on film at tackle, I think, taints how fans view him as an offensive lineman. But I just think he's got talent, but his talent is a guard. On the wide receiver front, Shamar Bridges got off to a fast start in training camp, but you know, with his good size and suddenness, but lately he has not been sharp. He looks a little fatigued, and as a result, that suddenness that was impressive has weaned, and his route running isn't quite as purposeful. He's fallen in the race for that number five spot in the wide receiver room. 
which at this point, he sits behind, in my opinion, Benjamin Victor and Jalen Moore, and perhaps even Slade Bolden, the undrafted rookie out of Alabama. Yesterday, the Ravens have, or, or sorry, today, the Ravens have a walkthrough to prepare for the Titans who visit the bank tomorrow night. Among the things that I'll be focused on during this preseason game, Juwan James. If Ronnie Stanley isn't ready to go for the opener against the Jets, James is likely to get the call. He had a decent afternoon of practice on Tuesday, using his hands well to keep oncoming defenders at length, and he steered them effectively away from the quarterback. When he gets in trouble, it's usually because the defenders get up in his grill. They get a little too close, and they use their strength to push him back in the pocket. I want to see how he does in game action, something he hasn't experienced since 2019 with all of his injuries. Dalen Hay is another guy I'll be focusing on. He just hasn't been able to pick up where he left off last summer. He's been hesitant during camp. He plays with an almost over-concern for the edge when his keys should tell him to rush the passer. I feel like instead of read and reacting, he plays as if it's going to be a read, read, I'm unsure, then react. And by then, it's usually too late for him to make any noteworthy plays. I want to see the Dalen Hayes circa 2021. Jeremiah Moon, undrafted free agent rookie, is a guy I'll be watching on Thursday as well. In practice, he comes off the edge with authority and he has decent body lean. I'll be interested to see how he responds to the position when the opponent introduces a threat of running plays designed to expose such tendencies. His disregard for the run in practice is obvious, but who knows? There will be a full moon in the sky on Thursday. Perhaps there will be one on the field as well. Practices during camp usually consist of 90% running plays. I'm sorry, passing plays. And there's no tackling. So it's really difficult to determine how the interior defense is performing. It's also difficult to determine how the running backs are performing. So Thursday we'll get a chance to see which of the backs can avoid or break tackles and how players like Patrick Queen and Malik Harrison are progressing. The interior defensive line has been impressive when collapsing the pocket, but again, keep in mind they're selling out to the pass. Defending the run adds a challenge. How they embrace the challenge will be fun to watch. Most importantly, the hope is that the players can get their work in while avoiding the injury bug, a bug that has infested Baltimore far too often during the past 12 months. The Ravens have an NFL record 20-game preseason win streak, if you put any stock into that. They are currently listed as three-and-a-half-point favorites over Mike Vrabel and the Titans, a team whose trustworthiness is on par with Deshaun Watson in a massage parlor. Sorry, just not crazy about the Titans and that rivalry and their dirty play playing the Ravens during preseason, but you can only play the schedule that's afforded you or given to you, and that's what's on the Ravens' schedule. The over-under in the game is set at 31-and-a-half, and I have no idea how this game is going to go. But one thing I would caution, don't get overly dramatically concerned about preseason failures or triumphs. This is just part of the process to get ready for the regular season. It's a building block. It's a mirage. It's not an indicator of success during the regular season. It's part of the preparation. That's all it is. The 20 fake wins in a row mean nothing. But body language might. Just ask the talking heads on 105.7 The Fan. I'm Tony Lombardi.